Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 650. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce you to today's very special guest, show number 650 here on Cars, yeah? Bogey Latiner. Bogey, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, very much so. I'm excited to be here. All right. Great to have you here. Bogey Latiner is a master mechanic and owner of the award-winning auto repair shop 180 Degrees Automotive in Phoenix, Arizona. She's a writer, a speaker, and a teacher. Bogey is passionate about improving the reputation of the automotive industry and changing the way women, in particular, feel about cars and the automotive repair experience. Bogey teaches automotive basics to women around the country, consults and teaches classes to repair shop owners and other small business owners and she appears as one of the three female mechanics on All Girls Garage on the Velocity Channel. That's where you know that name, Bogey, from. <laughs> so, Bogey, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment share a little bit more about your career, your business, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Yeah, absolutely. So I had kind of an unusual path to the automotive repair world. I, I did not grow up around cars at all. I came into it kind of late in life, but I have fallen in love with the industry and fallen in love with cars. And now really everything I do from the shop that I have here in Phoenix to teaching shop owners to the TV show, really just everything I do is all about highlighting how awesome our industry is, helping change the reputation of our industry to the to the rest of the world that that doesn't know and love us mm-hmm. and and hopefully attract some more young faces both men and women to try out careers in the industry cuz lord knows we need it our industry is is suffering a severe deficit of of tradespeople so absolutely you know what's great too is i uh, talk about women because i've had a lot of women as guests here on cars yeah and i love to inspire other women young women who think Oh, that car stuff, that's just for guys. I can't have a career in that. (laughs) You're proving otherwise, aren't you? Yeah, and it's probably the thing I love the most about doing All Girls Garage on TV is the exposure. So now I get to hear from young girls all over the country uh, saying, oh, I want to grow up to be a mechanic or 
or fathers will write to me and say, my little girl will watch car shows with me now. And that (laughs) makes it all worthwhile. That's what I do it for. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about what your business is all about and the kind of services you provide there. So my auto repair shop is, on the one hand, totally your stereotypical auto repair shop. It is a general automotive service. We don't do fancy go-fast stuff or shiny restorations or rebuilds. We just fix broken things. We pretty much focus on 96 and newer, so all the the modern high-tech stuff. A lot of specializing in European cars because my background was with BMW. I worked for BMW for seven years. Oh, wow. And so we do a lot of European stuff here. On the other hand, we're totally not like any other auto repair shop out there. (laughs) We have an art gallery in our lobby. Oh, wow. Children's play area. And uh, the whole lobby is done up, looks like a coffee shop. It's super comfortable, very environmentally friendly, very welcoming. And it's really all about changing the auto repair experience so that it's maybe a little bit less scary for people, Mm -hmm. maybe even, dare I say, fun for people who don't like cars or getting their car serviced, and and really to help change what the service repair experience looks like. When I got my first car and started going to get my car work done, I hated the way I felt I was treated going into repair shops. So the name 180 Degrees as a shop is no mistake. We decided we had to be 180 degrees from what was considered normal and what the stereotype of our industry was. And it's been a lot of fun. Well, it sounds fantastic. It's a lot of what the big players are doing. I'm a BMW driver and fan, a Porsche driver Uh and fan. So those dealerships have taken that same route. You go in there now and it's not like the old days. You have a person that Mm -hmm. comes up and cares for you, takes you over. They have a beautiful sitting area with cappuccino bars and stuff to eat and TV and you can hook up their Wi-Fi and do your work. So it's nice to hear of an independent shop because it seems like the independents have been a little slow to catch up with that concept of making the environment comfortable for uh, their customers. In a lot of ways, although I think they are kind of taking the lead now. There's a lot of phenomenal independent shops out there, and we can do something that I I think the dealerships can't do. They can have all the beautiful and, and all the bells and whistles, but something that the independents can do and that we do here at 180 is being an active part of the community Hmm. and the personal touch in really knowing our community and why we have the art gallery here. We have local artists come in every three months and we have an artist reception and live music and food and drink and, and really part, be part of the community. And Uh so that, that I don't think the dealers can do that even if they tried is to have that personal connection. Right. Yeah. Cause they're locked into nothing against dealers. Well, no, (laughs) but they're locked into what corporate's telling them to do the look and feel down to what can be hung on the wall. So, Oh, sounds fantastic. Next time I'm in Arizona, I have got to stop and check this out because it sounds, yeah, sound, I wish you were closer to me. It's a long drive to get my car fixed down there. <laughs> a little bit. Sounds fantastic. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying or mantra that has a meaning for you. It's a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning or the wrenches spinning, if you will, here on Cars, <laughs> yeah? So, Buggy, take the wheel. Well, I am somebody who lives by lots of mantras, and I'm constantly uh, looking at those sort of things. But I think my favorite really comes back to whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And and it really is. Most of the time, we are the person in our own way. And if you can change your thinking, then everything else goes with it. Everything works. Well, how have you incorporated that into 
your business and now the TV show that you're involved with, how have you incorporated that one? And I love that quote, by the way. In fact, that quote is a salutation on one of my email uh, oh, lists wow. that I send out to, to mostly family and friends. I have a different one for cars, yeah, but I love that quote. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. How do I use it in my life? In, in everything I do, I remember when I started my business in 2006, and it was right at the uh, worst time in yeah. the economy, right? <laughs> yeah. And everybody's telling me I'm crazy, and I had no business experience. And they said, well, what's your, what's your backup plan if the business doesn't work? <laughs> and I would just look at them like, I, what do you mean if it doesn't work? That yeah. That's not an option. Right. Of course it's going to work. If it doesn't work one way, I'll try it another way. And if that doesn't work, I'll try something else. But failure wasn't an option. Yeah. And sometimes, like the best of us, um, I get in my own way every once in a while. And I have to check in and go, okay, this is in my head. And if I, if I want to do this, I can do this. I just need to change my thinking. Right. You know, I've had a lot of uh, race car drivers on Cars Yeah here as guests. And several of them have used the concept of, when I decided to be a race car driver, there was no plan B because that meant I already decided I was going to fail at plan exactly. A, <laughs> which was be yes. a, a driver. So I love that mentality. It's obviously worked great for you because to start a business in 06, oh my gosh, 07, <laughs> 08, 09, 010, holy cow, disastrous times for people. You made it. You did it. So thank you. <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you're still here and still standing strong. Uh, I'd like to go back in time. You talk about not growing up in a family that's a car family. So many of my guests did. Tell us a story that instigated your passion for cars. Being a woman, being a girl at the time, and being interested in cars is kind of unique. So what is that pivotal moment in your life that you realized, oh, my gosh, I'm a car gal? <laughs> you know, it kind of crept up on me because I would never have defined myself as a car person. I, I didn't really even like cars when I started learning about them. I mean, I liked the way they looked and I thought they were pretty, but I wasn't really interested in them at all. I got my first car, like I said, when I was 16. It was a Volkswagen Bug. It cool. was a piece of junk and it broke a lot. And so two things kind of inspired me to start learning about cars. One was every time I brought my car in for service, I felt like I had a huge target on my head. Like, oh, here's this little girl, doesn't know anything. We're going to take her for all she's worth. And then I started learning a little bit for myself. And how do you learn about Volkswagens? You learn from reading Volkswagen magazines, where the only time women showed up were in high heels and bikinis and strategically draped across the uh, car. Yeah. And, you know. yeah. <laughs> so I was this young, little, stubborn, you know, 16, 17 year old. I'm like, hmm, that's not cool. I'm going to build my own bug and I'm going to rebuild it myself. All right. And I enrolled in high school auto shop and oh, started cool. learning and got my auto shop teacher to let us use our my bug as a project for the class. And we rebuilt it from the ground up. And, wow. But then I went off to college and I was planning on being a lawyer. And wow. I got to the end of my college career and sat down with my advisor and he said, tell me why you want to go to law school. And I just stared at him and said, you know, I don't know why. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I want to go play with cars. And I think what, what I missed wasn't necessarily cars. I was missing that satisfaction of taking something that's broken and fixing it and then seeing it go down the road and knowing I, I did that. I, I figured that out. I made that happen. It never really was about the cars. It was about the challenge. It was um, about the puzzle of it. And then through that process, I fell in love with cars and I fell in love with the industry. But it crept up on me. Yeah. Like I say. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. I remember auto shop when I was in high school. There were no girls in our class. It was like, oh, well, just those guys. That's <laughs> the way I wish there had been. But 
That's why I took typing class. It was all all girls. So that's a very smart move. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> my friend and I, Mike. We had that one figured out. So and who'd have thunk way back then in the 1970s we'd all be typing on these keyboards all day long, right. even men. No, so. I'm so glad I learned. Well, great story. Uh, one of my first cars was a Carmen Ghia. My sister had a VW uh-huh. Bug. So I spent a lot of time with a skateboard under the car, unbolting mm-hmm. those four bolts and dropping that engine out and pulling it out and fixing <laughs> something and putting it back in. Those are great cars to learn on. Fantastic. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a huge challenge or a big failure in your career. You're an independent businesswoman, entrepreneur, that is fraught with ups and downs. And you started your business during one of the biggest recession in our lifetime. So holy cow. So I'm sure you got something <laughs> good to share here. Take us to that painful place, but more importantly, tell us what it taught you so you could come out the other side victorious. Well, as you know, being a business owner, there is always ups and downs, wins and failures every day that I, that I go through. The biggest failure, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the biggest failure, but the biggest challenge Mm -hmm. was really getting out of my own way and adjusting to a a different frame of mind. When I first started my business, I was in my driveway and I had no power tools because my house was built in 1920 and so it would blow the circuit breaker. Yeah. And so, and I'm in Arizona, so I didn't even have a garage. I had a carport. Oh gosh, that got a little hot in the summer. In the driveway, 115 degree heat. Yeah, not a lot of fun. And I had been working on BMWs my whole career, mm-hmm. or Volkswagens. I didn't know anything from timing belts. Okay. And so I got my first big timing belt job, V8 Toyota timing belt. And and I remember sitting, beating my head against the wall, trying to figure this thing out, and sitting on the stairs of my front porch going, who the hell am I kidding? Oh. I'm not a real technician. Yeah. I can't do this. And people are walking by me, and I'm convinced that they're saying, what does this little girl think she is? Where's, <laughs> yeah. where's the man who's going to come and save her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I realized that those were voices that were in my head right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and not so much from anybody else. Right. And really having to face down those demons of, I, I can't, who am I kidding, all of that, and put on my big girl pants and get back in there yeah. and figure it out and yeah. make it happen. Just learn it. I had a great guest on a couple of weeks ago, Stephen Plaster. He owns multiple huge corporations, including Passport Transport and uh, Champion Brands. I mean, this guy has built a career that's incredible. And he shared a great phrase his grandmother taught him, can't, never could. And you're exactly right. We are our own worst enemies so many times. We get into that what I call imposter syndrome when we're young in our careers and we go, mm-hmm. what am I – who am I trying to kid? I, I'm not an expert in this. I, this is crazy. <laughs> and yep. you're right. If you just step out of yourself and go, you're not crazy. You just need to learn a little more. Go get some education. Learn how to do it. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. So I'm glad you took us to that point in time. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, because we've all been there. All the listeners right now are going, yeah, remember that day. Yep, been yep. there, done that. <laughs> well, well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate our way to a new path, a new direction in our career. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Again, aha moments happen all the time. Sometimes they're little, sometimes they're big, and there's always a new chapter. We're always redefining ourselves here. So I think the pivotal aha moment, there were, there were probably two, one when I quit my job and one about halfway through my business life. So my, my first one, when I realized that I needed to start my own business, 
was I was super frustrated at the dealership and things weren't going the way that I wanted them to go. And I was dealing with all sorts of stuff and politics and not so friendly environment for women. And there was lots of things going on. And I tried and tried and tried to help be a part of the change, but it wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I went outside for a break, all pissed off about something. And there was a bumper sticker on a car that said, problems are rarely solved by the minds that created them. (laughs) There's that theme back again. (laughs) Right? And I looked at that and I go, you're right. This place is never going to change. I'm quitting. (laughs) 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 And I quit that day. Wow. With zero plans. And that, of course, leads me into where the second aha moment is, Uh because I quit my job and started my business with absolutely no idea what I was doing. Mm, I had, as I like to say, no business being in business. And (laughs) for a while, I was super successful, but I was really running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I had employees. We kept growing. I kept having to hire more people, and we were busy, 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 but we weren't making any money. And I was working 18 hours a day and going crazy and miserable, and I don't even know what my house looked like or what I looked like. (laughs) Never hadn't (laughs) seen my friends. It was kind of the usual. And a good friend of mine sat me down and said, Bogey, this is not sustainable. You are either going to hurt yourself or someone else, but something has to change. And it was gentle and supportive and wonderful timing and it all kind of came together and I remember making the decision the choice to do things differently that my life could look different and I dove into education every book I could read every TED talk every seminar every mentorship program every training all of the things Mm -hmm. just dove into education and really rewrote my business and systematized it and made it into something sustainable That would let me go off and do all of these other fun things that I get to do now. Awesome. Man, there is a lesson, listeners, that everybody with their own business needs to learn. It's a tipping point. It's a point (laughs) of exhaustion, failure, or moving on into something better. And it's, it's once you figure out there is something different on the other side. Oh, so special that day becomes, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Congratulations for reaching that. T- and having that great friend, too, that yes. kind of helped kind of, <laughs> sh- you know, shove you, t- push you a little bit in the right direction. <laughs> How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular you could share? Yeah. You know, there's lots of the big ones, like the stereotypical stuff, like buying my new building that we're in. New, it's four years old already, but um, or uh, winning some big award or or anything like that. But really, it's the little moments. It's those moments when I see my shop foreman who never wanted to be a shop foreman coaching and mentoring my apprentice and seeing how he takes her under his wing and, and works with her. It's watching one of my was apprentices, now an amazing technician, watching her get interviewed and hearing what she's saying and knowing how much she's grown in the five, six years that she's worked for me. It's those little things, watching one of my employees talk to a customer and standing back and seeing the forest for that moment, right? Because right. a lot of times as business owners are just in life in general. We get so stuck just looking at the trees. We're just in the fight every day and it's grind, 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 struggle, struggle, struggle. Mm-hmm. And those little moments, those tiny moments when you get to step back and see the forest and go, wow, I made this. This is my family and my community. Right. And I've built something special here. And that's, yeah, it's a little stuff. Oh, it is. Fantastic. Yeah. For years and years, I worked at a company where I feel so great when somebody would come in and say, we're going to buy our first home. 
or I just bought my first car, or I bought a new car, or we're going to have a child. And you just say, wow, what we built here together enabled that to happen. That's what it's really about. That's what it's really yep. about. And and how they feel about their growth and their understanding of how they can become more than what they ever thought they could be with just totally. some nudges and some pushes. So yeah, definitely a wonderful proud moments. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go again back in time here. I'd love for you okay. to talk about your first really special car and share a memory you have with that vehicle. Well, my, my Volkswagen Bug is obviously my first special car, my first restoration, my first car, my first everything. I still have it. What year is it? It's a 74. Cool. It's now very sad on the side of my yard, <laughs> craving to be rebuilt again. Uh-huh. But right as I finished rebuilding it, my cousin from Europe uh, came out and we did a cross-country road trip in this Bug and drove all the way from New Jersey to California oh, and wow. then back to Ohio where I was going to college and was just such an amazing experience. We took a month and a half. Oh my gosh, that's a real trip. All the way across, lots of breakdowns, <laughs> lots of trying to push start this car on on flat flat roads, two little itty bitty, <laughs> you know, 18-year-old girls yeah. pushing this car trying to pop the clutch. <laughs> Every everything about that car really is what started me off in my life and is all about learning to be independent and learning to be fierce and learning to problem solve and figure things out. And it's all of that wrapped into one. So that bug is definitely my, that's my baby. That's your baby. Yeah. (laughs) Does your bug have a nickname? His name is Jaffe. Jaffe. Okay. Which is a character from a Jack Kerouac book. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was a little hippie girl. What can I say? There you go. Yeah. Jack Kerouac, of course. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. My, my daughter has always had little Mini Coopers because she's very petite and uh, she <laughs> named her car first car, first Mini Cooper Elliot and the second one was Elliot Jr. from, uh, she was a dancer her whole life. So, uh, uh, Elliot was a, a young man in England who wanted to be a ballet dancer, if you remember that movie about uh, oh. Elliot. So, uh, yeah, that's her Mini Cooper Elliot, which is kind of fun. known fact about me is I actually used to be a dancer for a long time. Oh, cool. Fantastic. First took my world. I, I was a dance girl. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Been to many a recital on my entire <laughs> – ever since Paige was a little three-year-old girl, that first recital, all the way through college. So Dead. Very Dead. fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, she's spectacular. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? I don't let go of cars. (laughs) You're one of those. I still still have them all, except for one. There's one car. No, actually two cars that I've gotten rid of. One I kind of regret. I had a diesel Volkswagen Golf. And I know that that sounds silly, but it was such a good little car. It took really good care of me, and it had 130,000 miles on it, which is like really just breaking in for those cars. Yeah. And I kind of regret selling that one. Yeah. And then for a very brief moment, I had a Nissan, which I had both buyer's remorse and, well, no seller's remorse no seller's about remorse. that one. Yeah. There's no seller's remorse. <laughs> Definitely buyer's remorse. It was fun for a hot moment. And yeah. Then- <laughs> yeah. A, a quick fling and that was it. It wasn't worth a while, so. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. When uh, my wife and I first got married, our first new car was a uh, Jetta GLI, which okay. was a gray car. And I had a Scirocco, uh, first generation oh. Scirocco. That was a oh. fun car. You don't see those around anymore. I think they all rusted away, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a fun car. It uh, took really good care of me. Had it for 11, 12 years. So 
Uh, I enjoyed it. Well, let's talk about today. Now, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your TV show because that's pretty cool that you're on a TV show. Maybe how that all came to be, what the show's all about, and uh, why that has you really excited and fired up. So if you're not familiar with All Girls Garage, what it is is it's basically myself and two other women, and we um, – work on cars together. So it can either be a repair or a restoration or a modification where we're, you know, souping something up to make it go faster. But throughout all of it, we're really attempting to appeal to as wide a range an audience as possible. So those who are experienced versus maybe someone who just has an interest in cars and and try to have some as many teachable moments as we can where we can, you know, get people to learn a little bit, maybe pique some people's interest. And they found me. I actually had really no intent of being on television or pursuing a public life at all. But they were looking for female technicians, and uh, as as a female tech, there's not there's only 1.8 percent of technicians are women. So as a female-owned shop, I'd had some articles written about me, and so when they Google searched, I'm assuming this is how they found me. They Google searched for female mechanics and came across me, and. Right. Uh, they called me up and had me come out for an interview. And wow. I'd been teaching car care classes for women in my shop. And so it was very natural to me to get in front of the camera and, and explain things. So that felt very comfortable. And so I guess they liked me and they keep having me back. <laughs> well, what's not to like? My gosh, you're awesome. You're such a great lady. Oh. And, and with that knowledge, and again, you're right. You know, my wife, when we met, we were in college. She was studying to be an engineer, which I think it was only two women at UCSD in the engineering school back then. Now there's more, of course. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of a unique field. And when she first went into that field, she was the only woman in the office. And it was a tough, tough deal for her, the way that she was treated sometimes and going out in the field, being on job sites and all the guys, what are you doing here, pretty lady? Well, I'm the one that, I'm the one that designed this project, mister. You know? <laughs> and you screwed up over there. I'm going to tell you how to fix that. So. Being underestimated is so much fun. <laughs> well, especially when you're a little tiny petite lady like she is, you know, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, well, uh, how long has the show been on Velocity? We have been on five years. Holy cow, that's incredible. Uh, no, we're starting season six in January, wow. which is just insane to me. I can't believe it's been that long. Well, congratulations, because for TV shows, most of them come and go. And to have some lasting power is absolutely spectacular. So congratulations to you and your, your team there. We have a lot of fun. I'm very fortunate that my co-hosts are phenomenal women. I love working with them. We have way more fun on set than we probably should. <laughs> as it should be. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good time. And and as I mentioned before, you know, the letters I get from little girls and dads of little girls and other women in the field saying, Oh my God, it's so nice to know I'm not alone and there's somebody else out there like me. It's that makes all of it worthwhile. Well, congratulations, season six. That is absolutely spectacular. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Bogey. I love this question because I love it when people really give it some thought. Okay. If you were a car, what kind of car would Bogey be? And why? Bogey bee. That, that's, that sounds kind of cool to say. Bogey bee. Bogey bee. <laughs> well, so I, I have a project that I'm currently working on that is kind of the car that I would be, I think. Because I, I see myself as a bit of contradictions all wrapped up into each other. I'm, I'm kind of the, the soft, feminine, girly girl, but also kind of hard and in, into industrial and, and fierce and all of those other things and very chaotic and wild and always thinking of crazy ideas, but also very structured and organized. And so lots of, lots of conundrums and, um, sure. and 
balance through imbalance, I always like to say. <laughs> so I'm working on this car truck build project that kind of embodies a lot of that. So basically, I am restoring a 1957 Chevy pickup truck. Ooh, nice. Love it. But domestic, that's really not my style, generally speaking. I'm a, I'm a BMW girl. But I love old trucks. I, I love how sturdy they are. Um, I love their lines and their curves and just the, the beauty of them. Always loved old trucks. Always been a sucker for them. So I've decided to have some fun with it. So we're putting a BMW M5 engine in it. Whoa. Oh, holy cow. (laughs) That is a monster motor. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Gosh, that's incredible. Oh, my God. I I didn't expect that coming at all. No, no. (laughs) So this is a 1957 Chevy, right? Yeah. Wow. I I mean. (laughs) I have you stumped, don't I? Yeah, I'm trying to imagine what that's going to look like when you open up the front those big heavy, you know, lids on those things. Uh-huh. And they had the, those cars kind of cool because they had kind of that front end rake forward. It kind of felt like it was a bulldog ready to pounce. And so it is. It's that unexpected. And I always love, I love unexpectedness and I love being able to surprise people. I love when I am all dressed up to the nines and heels and makeup and somebody asks what I do and I get <laughs> to tell them and look of shock on their face. And it's that same thing when I tell somebody I'm putting an M5 in a Chevy truck. Oh my And they gosh. go, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds like a good SEMA car. That actually is. So this started out as just a little build that I was going to do for myself. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And um, I'm bringing a bunch of women who I know from the industry to come in and help me play. And our goal is to have it revealed at SEMA 2017. Wow. Congratulations. So Bogey <laughs> is a 57 Chevy with a kick-ass power plant. BMW <laughs> M5. Oh, my gosh. That's like 400-something horsepower in those things? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Ah, that's brilliant. I love it. That sounds like you, for sure. <laughs> well, Bogey, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN 
Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Bogey, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give that M5 engine some very quick blips of the throttle answers. <laughs> so here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Say yes and figure out how to do it later. <laughs> you know who uh, I think I've heard coined that phrase was Sir Richard Branson. Okay. Uh, Virgin Records, Virgin Atlantic, uh, so forth. I did not know that. Yeah, I've seen, I, you know, it could be the Facebook memes. They kind of, you know, mix things <laughs> the ring. But I think it sounds pretty good for him. He's done pretty good in life. So, yeah, yeah fantastic. Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Oh, I would have to say is really having a failure is not an option mindset mm -hmm. is, is number one. And number two, surrounding myself with people who are good at things that I am not. We are the culmination of the people we surround mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. with. Yeah, very important. That's why your parents always said, hang out with the right kids at school. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or my, or my mom said, marry a woman that's above your station. There, there you go. Marry up. Marry, marry up. up that's smarter than you because she'll always keep you on your toes. I think that was a trick, though, because, uh, yeah, I did that. But uh, I'm always reminded of things I've even forgotten I did. So. <laughs> That's okay. It's nice. it's worked for 33 years, so I'm doing okay, I think. At least she's kept me around that long. Do you, <laughs> thank you. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you really enjoy? So there's a lot of different ones. I would say TED Talks. Mm, they're great, are, aren't they? Are probably one of my favorite because it, there's just so much good stuff and so easy just – to pop on and find something new and exciting and inspiring and learn something new and expand your world. Yeah, yeah I love that. You know, I don't. Th I think you may be the first one to mention TED Talks, which shocks me because I love wow. TED Talks. Yeah, I yeah. love listening to them. They're short, sweet, yeah. really dynamic. They get you all juiced up and like, oh, man, I got to remember that little tidbit. So uh, definitely Absolutely. a great thing, TED Talks. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think the Carjow listeners would enjoy? I've read lots of books and I could recommend lots of them, but I will say the one, the first one. So back when I was having my aha moment of my business is going to fail if I don't change something, one of the first books I read that was pivotal, pivotal in changing my, my mindset was The E-Myth. Oh, my, Michael Gerber. Yep. I've, I've probably read it four or five times. Um, so that is one of my top faves. And then um, have you heard of Brene Brown? Yes, yes. She is my new favorite. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, all of those, I uh, absolutely adore those books. You know, the E-Myth, uh, way back when, former company I was in, uh, I got that book from a friend, a mentor, read it, shared it with my business partner, shared it with the managers. It radically transformed the way we thought about and operated our business. And, and I think it's, uh, for those listeners out there that aren't familiar, although regular listeners, we've heard this before because I've talked about the E-Myth. E stands for entrepreneur, why small businesses fail and what to do about it. Brilliant book, yeah. And they, he has a, has a whole series, too, of them for specific industries as well, yes. uh, which is very good. I remember we did a remodel here at my house, and I was not happy with my general contractor, and I gave him the e-myth for general contractors. Oh, how funny. <laughs> I said, you really need to read this because this is why you're having so many problems. I I'm having problems with a general contractor at my house right now. Maybe I should give him a copy. Give him a copy a and say, you know what? Don't come back until you've read this. We're going to have a little talk. <laughs> and then you can start working on my house again. So 
I actually did it's, that. It's funny. Um, so the E-Myth, I don't know if you remember at the beginning, the first chapter, his person that he's talking to is named Sarah. Yes. Uh-huh. And my real name is Sarah. So you can imagine I was in crisis mode, breakdown, everything was falling apart. And I opened this book and he's like, all right, Sarah, yeah, listen Sarah. to me. Yeah, <gasps> that made your ears perk up. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's right. I've forgotten Sarah. It is Sarah. Yeah, very nice. So a uh, little secret there. You just learned, listeners, Bogey's real name is Sarah. So very nice. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Bogey has shared with us today on her very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash bogey and you don't even need to know her last name because she's the only bogey here so she's the only bogey on the planet i think so uh (laughs) it's quite a few in hungry (laughs) i'm hungry okay well i've got a few listeners overseas so uh so listeners you can find links to all these great resources that bogey's been so kind to share on her very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash bogey and you don't even need to know her last name because there's only one bogey here at carsyad and it's spelled b-o-g-i so uh type that in the search bar her page will pop up, and there's another great place on the Karajad website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book, The E-Myth, and all the past 649 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. Great resource there if you love to read books and learn. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Bogey, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, I'm going to buy you anything you'd like today. Christmas is coming, so what the heck? What would that car be and why? Mm. <laughs> I know, it's a tough one. I know, that is so hard. And I know that this is a cop-out, but oh. I have to say, my truck. The truck you're building? Yeah. Okay, so 1957. I mean, maybe that's a cheat, but... No, uh, here's the way we're going to do this. Since you're going to build this magnificent truck with the BMW uh, M5 engine, what I'll do is pay for all the costs. Oh, beautiful. And you just build it. So you just. Can I sit- get that in writing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's on its way. It's, it's, it's in the mail today, actually. So yeah, no problem. So you just, you start building that thing every month. You send me a, a bill. I just write you a check. And at the end, all you have to do is give me a ride in that thing. So, you know, I think it'll work pretty Deal. well for both of us. Well, Deal. that's pretty spectacular because, um, in, in essence, you already have your dream car, which you are very fortunate because very few people have or about to have their dream car. Most of us pick a car that is so unobtainable that, you know, the odds of ever getting it are pretty (laughs) rare. But I'm so happy for you, and I really can't wait to see that thing finished and completed. Do you think by next year's SEMA show you'll have it done? That is the plan. It better be. Awesome. It absolutely better be. And we're going to be documenting it on YouTube. Oh, perfect. So there'll be access. You can follow along with the build and see how we're doing. Awesome. Well, make sure once you start doing that, let me know. I'll put those links on your show notes page here at Cars Yeah, so that my followers can find you easily. Uh, I encourage you to watch that build. Listeners, it's going to be awesome. I am absolutely sure. Well, Bogey, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed (laughs) your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your incredible journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you uh, drive that 57 Chevy off into the sunset? Absolutely. Dream big, dream wildly, and then go out and make it happen. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't. And if they do, just use that as fuel for your fire and, and prove them wrong. Absolutely. Words of wisdom. What's the best way for our listeners to follow you, learn more about your business, your TV show, and what you're up to? 
probably Facebook or Instagram. Of course, I have websites, bogeysgarage.com for me personally, 180auto.com for the shop. And on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of the things, 180auto for the shop and Bogey's Garage for me personally. Absolutely. And tune into Velocity, of course, and check out the TV show. See what she's up to. It's very entertaining. And if you've got a little girl or a lady in your life, a woman, now you can uh, join them on the couch and they can watch the show together. So (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) Well, listeners, again, you can find everything Bogey shared today on her show notes page at CarsYeah.com. Just type Bogey in the search bar. You'll find it. It'll be right there with links and everything. Hey, Bogey, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.